Well, our lead today is that we're making some changes on Media Insultant. We're going to find out is shorter better or just shorter? <laughs> we're going to find out. Our lead today is the AT&T story, and I'm Jackson Weaver along with my handsome co-host, Mr. Keith Samuels. For May 17th, this is the Tuesday edition of Media Insultant. Well, Keith, this is our 39th episode of Media Insultant, and we've learned a few things. What do you say? <laughs> well, maybe you have, but uh, no, I, I think we've learned a lot, and uh, it's been a crazy year. So, uh, you know, who hasn't learned something throughout this uh, this uh, COVID and government lockdowns and, and, uh, and media trying to make heads or tails of all this? You know, every week gets more and more exciting because there's just so much going on. And I know that all of you out there are just wondering, what do Keith and Jackson think about this one? So we're here to provide that answer for you. Well, and the irony of it all is that, you know, people are busy. So we're going to try and do this in a shorter time frame because we want you listening while you have breakfast, not driving cross country. And so we're going to do it a couple of times a week and maybe cut down the number of stories. But you're right, there's so much content going on in the media space and we cover everything which may be a bit of a disadvantage and you know what we're going to try and focus on one or two stories a week or a day and then see what kind of takeaways we can get out of that as well as sticking a bad management story in for those of you who are beginning to submit those to us which we'll talk about a little later a little teaching moment for all of us because we've all worked for bad managers uh let's face it we've all been bad managers at one time or another all right, Keith, uh, we can't ignore this story. It popped this morning. AT&T and our friends at Discovery are merging. Tell me what's going on. Well, it's not, it's not AT&T. It's, uh, uh, you know, AT&T isn't merging with Discovery, but AT&T is merging their Warner Media division with Discovery. So they're kind of sliding uh, Warner Media, which is Warner Studios, uh, it's uh, a CNN, it's uh, WTBS, HBO, CBS, HBO, HBO Max. Yeah, all that stuff is going into a, a new company called, to be named later, by the way, that they're merging with Discovery. So it's going to be this mega, mega content company. AT&T will still have an ownership stake in it, but they're getting out of the day-to-day -day of running, uh, uh, running Warner Media. Uh, which is really kind of ironic because over the weekend they had a big profile on the CEO of Warner Media, uh, Jason Kalar, and you know picture of him uh, on the section uh, header of uh, the Weekend Journal, and he's got his hipster sweater on and his power sneakers and his great you know jeans, and he's in the middle of the Warner lot, and today he's working for Discovery. So anyway, it's uh, it's an interesting saga out here, but it, it it kind of dovetails on the story we covered last week with Verizon offing you know yahoo and aol into a separate company and getting out of that kind of digital content play and here's at&t getting out of a massive content play that they picked up what three years ago and sliding it in with discovery and making a a real big mega a mega content company that they won't you know be running day to day so it's a it's a massive media play and i'm sure uh all my neighbors here in L.A. Are, um, are, are kind of scratching their heads and wondering what the heck's going on. So I look forward to uh, checking out the, uh, the gossip mill uh, down the street and seeing what uh, agent friends and uh, actor friends are thinking of it. 
Well, it really shows a separation, you know, both Verizon and AT&T getting out of the content business. And certainly in both of, or certainly in the case of AT&T getting out and forming this new merger between, between Warner and Discovery, they're going to really double down on streaming. And mm -hmm. they're going to have less and less emphasis on cable. Warner's assets are amazing. You start looking at a list of what they have. I mean, we hit the, some of the high points, HBO and CNN and things like that. But their list of content goes on and on and on. This new company will have about $52 billion in revenue and will spend about $14 billion in EBITDA. And to put that into a little perspective for our friends in radio, radio did $9 billion last year. <laughs> and they're going to have... 14 billion in EBITDA with this one new company. So I think they're going to really focus on on streaming and you're going to see them in a position where they're really going to be able to take on Disney and Netflix and Hulu. And then the question becomes can the market support all of these streaming services? It's just going to be a little nuts. Well, it is, and I think, you know, how interesting that this whole streaming phenomenon has led now to consolidation in streaming. And so you have this, you know, monster of Discovery and Food Network and all the stuff that they've got, plus all the Warner assets and HBO Max and that streaming service under one roof again. So, yeah, it's an interesting play. But I also do think you're hit the nail on the head. This is about being able to compete against Netflix and Disney Plus for, um, you know, for, you know, these different content plays in terms of, uh, you know, what movies are they going to get to buy and stream and do all that stuff. So, it's, it's going to be interesting. And then, and then at, this is all happening is now all the movie theaters are opening up again. You know, we're all looking forward to the May 28th premiere of Cruella, you know, in theaters soon. Well, in theaters soon means literally that, that we can actually go to the frickin' movies again. If the mall traffic this weekend here in L.A. was in the indication, people are ready and willing and able and out there to not only go to the malls, but go to the theaters. So uh, Yeah, removing you know, the masks is obviously going to be a big thing. I guess the question is, will people go to the movie, go to the right. external movies, the theaters? And, and I guess we'll find out. The other big story this week is the, it's not nearly as sexy, but it's the <laughs> implications of the new iOS 14.5.5 or whatever it is that Facebook is dealing with in terms of Apple's iOS. And to listen to Facebook talk about it, Apple is destroying their $33 billion a year business. Just destroying it. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Play, play. <laughs> That's my favorite song, too. And just, just to bring people up to speed, uh, the lack of cross-app platform usage is the key to their business. It isn't just what you watch on Facebook. It's all the apps that you have on your phone and how those how you're using those that that all goes to Facebook and Apple has said no more and but they do give viewers or users the option to yeah. opt in and what's the success rate of the viewers opting in what do you think Keith well the uh, the early results came back and it showed that 96% of iOS users that's iPhone iPads and watches opted to not be tracked. In other words, you have to, in the new, the new operating system, 14.5, for all of Apple folks, is that you know, you have, when you downloaded it, you can go in, you're automatically out. You've opted out by downloading that operating system. And you have to manually go in, consciously go in, and slide that little dot over on the screen to say yes, Make sure all the apps track my little ass all over the internet and share it with Facebook so they can sell ads. 
it has to be proactive. And only 4% have proactively made that swipe. And I think those are people that work at Facebook that have an iPhone. Well, and Facebook says that uh, these are going to be, it's going to make the ads less efficient and less effective. Uh, one of the things they have done uh, that has been a real revenue generator for them is what they call lookalike audiences, where essentially if uh, they take a thousand people and see this is the pattern that you have the people you're trying to reach, they can go and find other people who have the same patterns of usage. So not being able to create lookalike audiences is going to have an impact on them because they've charged a premium for that for that service. Mm -hmm. But let's talk a takeaway. Is Facebook going away, Keith? Uh, no, no, Facebook's not going away, but it's just not, it's, it's less of a layup than it was, you know, a couple of months ago. So there's a little bit of a, a wrinkle in their, um, in their, in their pitch. And um, frankly, great. Have, have a little wrinkle, you guys, you know, you know, you know, they've done all this without us really understanding and realizing what was going right. on. And that, you know, we all love our apps. And I know people with hundreds of apps on their phones. You know, I've got several dozen. I mean, but there are real app freaks and gamers and everybody else. And and for that, if you've got an iPhone or a or an iPad or a watch, you know, they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to track you as well. And so I think that's a that's a good thing. I don't think there's a lot of greatness that comes out of tracking like that. So yeah, if if it makes life a little bit tougher for Facebook, wah 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 wah. Well, I don't. I don't feel too bad about Facebook. Uh, there are already some workarounds, and but but Facebook feels like it's losing control, and control is a big thing for those guys. The other part of it is it's going to mean more work for the advertisers. You know, they're going to have to work harder to get the kind of results they got before. And then radio and TV stations are reselling Facebook, which you and I have always thought is, you know, a little bit like feeding the wrong donkey at the racehorse or at the racetrack. It's just, you know, they're cutting the throats despite themselves. So how's that going to affect radio and TV stations who are reselling Facebook? Well, it's the same problem that they're having at Facebook. So it's like, yeah, now I can't track people quite as much as I used to, but, you know, we're going to still figure out some profiles and we'll still go after that. You know, we'll still try to find those people. But, you know, this also affects, you know, not just the, not just the app tracking, but website tracking, you know, and I've, I've gotten hit, you know, I get hit three or four times a day from websites going, Will you let us track you? Will you let us put cookies on your on your computer and let us follow you all around? Uh, no, no. You know, so you know, it's not just apps. It's it's everything you do on the internet. And 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 this and Apple said, you know, hey, it, this is not about tracking. This is about you know us communicating with our users and our users having an experience on their phone that doesn't mean that their you know their security and personal information is getting violated. So. Uh, you know, I think it's a, it's more of a it's a great selling point for Apple products. It's a pain in the ass for Google and 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 Facebook, and all the app guys who make money selling your data to Facebook. And so, uh, you know, uh, too bad, so sad, guys. You know, we're gonna have to figure out a better way. All right. Well, I think I think we've beaten that up, and everybody else is gonna beat up on Facebook for a while here too. But it it certainly is a big deal, and maybe the most disruptive thing that uh, technology's had to deal with in in a long time. I think it's time we jump into one quick example of a good example of bad management. We're trying to get our viewers and listeners to give us examples of some really bad management they've had to deal with and see if we can do a takeaway. 
So the first one this week, uh, the one this week is comes from an old friend of mine who was running a medium market radio station for one of the larger groups, not the largest, but one of the larger groups. Okay. And the company was not known for paying their bills particularly promptly, if at all, if they could get away with it. And he'd seen some past due notices from the power company coming in, passed them on to accounting and figured, you know, they'll pay them. They know how important it is to have power at a radio station, right? Mm -hmm. Until the day the guys with the big crane truck and the gondola showed up to disconnect the power at all the radio stations. <laughs> <laughs> now, the bill was over $8,000, and he begged them, oh, come on, i got to stay on the air. we got a basketball game tonight. Uh, and he said, you know, you can't cut the power. We're regulated by the FCC. The federal government will come down on you. You're going to be in real trouble with the guys at the FCC. They weren't buying it. They said, pay up or we're cutting your power. So he takes his personal Amex out, gives it to him, and paid the bill to keep the stations on the air, which I got to hand it to the guy. That was a pretty ballsy thing to do in light of their payment record. And the CEO is a real classy guy. He never acknowledged it, never even said a word about it to this manager. Uh, I, I'm assuming, however, he didn't object to the big expense account report. I was going to so. say, did, he get, did his expense report get approved? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's two, no problem. Two lunches we, and, a, and a power bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got, a, we've, got, we've got the expense budget for the expense accounts and entertainment, T&E, but we just didn't have it for, uh, you know, for uh, utilities. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got one hot hit before we, uh, before we go today. Uh, is that I'm keeping my eye on what's happening with Tribune Publishing. This is the week, the deadline for new offers to come in to buy Tribune Publishing is Friday. And, um, you know, Alden is in with their uh, $635 million offer uh, to take all the papers uh, away from Tribune and, and put them into the Alden family. And, and the employees are freaking out. In two markets this weekend, they had employee rallies where they're trying to rally people to save our news because when Alden buys these newspapers, the last thing they want to do is put news in the newspapers. And so um, anyway, lots of activity going on, lots of frustration, lots of uh, vocal uh, protests against this purchase or this sale to Alden. And uh, so we'll keep an eye on it this week and see if anybody comes in with a competing offer. But the clock is ticking, and Alden, by this time next week, could be the proud owners of Tribune Publishing. So there you go. Lucky guys, lucky guys. There you go. Okay, Keith, well, uh, this is the shortest media insultant ever. So we've done it. But it was action-packed. And, of course, thought-provoking, which it always is. Uh, Keith, tell people how they can subscribe to us. Oh, on uh, YouTube, go to Media Insultant on YouTube and subscribe so that we're downloading this automatically to you because that really helps. But also you can go to any of the other audio podcast platforms where we post the audio version of this uh, extravaganza every week. So that's Apple and everywhere else that you want to find your podcasts. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to hearing your comments and suggestions and uh, love the emails and feedback on LinkedIn. Keep the, uh, keep the cards and letters coming. Yeah, we also uh, continue to encourage everybody to send in. We've gotten some really good examples of bad management. That's going to be kind of fun as a regular feature here on Media Insultant. So thanks for joining us. We drop in new two episodes each Tuesday and Thursday on uh, both YouTube and the podcasting platform. So, Keith, thank you for joining us this morning. Have a good week. You too, buddy. See you on Thursday. <laughs>